In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Pope Pius the Eleventh said once that communism rejects any link that binds a woman to the home and family, and her emancipation is proclaimed as a basic principle. Cardinal Menzenti, who is known above all, perhaps, for his fight against fascism and communism, it's too bad that he followed the Vatican II Church, which was and still is infected with those very same things that he was resisting politically. He, this cardinal, in the 1940s, wrote a book on motherhood in which he wrote a very inspiring quotation. He wrote, The most important person on earth is a mother. She cannot claim the honor of having built Notre Dame Cathedral. She need not. She has built something more magnificent than any cathedral, a dwelling for an immortal soul, the tiny perfection of her baby's body. The angels have not been blessed with such a grace. They cannot share in God's creative miracle to bring new saints to heaven. Only a human mother can. Mothers are closer to God the Creator than any other creature. God joins forces with mothers in performing this act of creation. What on God's good earth is more glorious than this to be a mother? St. Therese, in her very simple way of writing, wrote, The loveliest masterpiece of the heart of God is the heart of a mother. In our modern world, the idea and the reality of motherhood is no longer held in such high regard. You will no longer find quotations like this being written about motherhood. Motherhood today is regarded in practice as a sort of status symbol or a second job. And sadly, most modern mothers regard their job as being in the world or making money for the family. And the world will always try to make a woman feel unimportant and useless unless she have an established career and a nine-to-five job. That's what we Catholics must resist. But only when we remember that motherhood is not just a job, but is a vocation, a calling from God, will we have the respect and the highest regard for it. In the strictest sense, no one is said to have a vocation to a certain profession. For example, a man does not have a vocation to be a plumber, a carpenter, or an accountant. These are only the means to accomplish the duties of his vocation. Men are called rather to the married state or to the priesthood. 
Women, on the other hand, are called to be wives and mothers or religious, but it is God who calls them to this state, and it is God who gives them the graces to accomplish their duties. It's so easy, isn't it, to slip into the air that the duties of a mother and of a wife somehow get in the way of her desires for holiness, that holiness is achievable only for monks and nuns. But remember this, many a saint was a mother, and many a mother is a saint. Think of it, Mary, the Blessed Virgin. When we look at her, we see and think about her sublime dignity as the mother of God, the co-redemptrix of the human race, the queen of heaven, the queen of angels and of men. We like to imagine her in all of the mysteries of our Lord's life and all the miracles that she got to witness. Though she lived in a sublime world with St. Joseph and the Christ child, she never forgot the simple tasks of being a spouse and a mother. She too, remember, washed clothes, cleaned dishes, cooked food, and scrubbed floors. I think that she must have been a very good cook, and I believe that she must have been an expert at doing laundry. Seems silly to say, doesn't it? Because we never think of Our Lady having to do those things, but she did. And by doing those things for God's honor and to fulfill her duties of state and life, <clears throat> she merited even much more. Or St. Monica, her son, St. Augustine, went astray and fell into all kinds of vice. He abandoned the faith, he fell into sins of the flesh, but Monica, being a good mother, she never got discouraged. She followed her son into another country so that he wouldn't become more lost. And every day she prayed to God for him and wept many a tear for him. And by those prayers and tears finally won his conversion. And the two now are in heaven, enjoying each other's company. Or the Queen of France, the mother of Saint Louis, of King St. Louis, now here's a mother for you. She said to her son, King Louis, when he was just a boy, my child, I love you dearly, but I would rather see you dead at my feet than that you ever commit a single mortal sin. That is a mother par excellence. Saint Rita, she lived with an abusive husband and vengeful sons, but through her prayers and her sacrifices, she won their conversion and salvation. These are mothers, mothers that our mothers 
can follow. And just as the, we Catholics, we glory in following in the footsteps of the martyrs, every mother ought to glory in imitating these women who became saints by following their vocation to motherhood. Moms, be encouraged. Your holiness is found in dirty diapers, wiping the chin of a baby who had just spit up, cleaning a cut on your boy's knee, patiently bearing the interruption of a hungry or fussy child, just as you started to pray, or even just as you began to feel recollected at Mass, and you have to walk out. It will be hard to focus on prayer and spiritual reading, but here's the thing to always remember. The very things that seem to you to be a distraction are, in fact, the very tools which divine providence uses to make you holy. A mother's real duty is to give her children back to God. Nothing else matters than that. Are you raising saints? Are you making your home a place free of evil influence and filling it with a Catholic atmosphere of prayer and good books and wholesome recreation? And if your children are grown up, do you continue to pray? And if they are grown up and have fallen far, far away, do you nonetheless pray and offer sacrifice? Remember, if your child has fallen away, you have not failed. Your vocation is not over. You are a mother still, and you must, you will, see your children to heaven. And that is done by constant prayer, by turning every little pain, every hurt heart, into a means of saving your children's soul. In a practical terms, what should mothers be thinking about today? First of all, cherish your vocation. You were chosen by God as an instrument to bring a human life into this world. And you were chosen by God to be the instrument by which that child will be sanctified and raised in a supernatural way to go to heaven. And God provides you with all the graces that you need. Love your vocation. Dedicate yourself to your vocation. The second is to love your home. To be happy, a wife and a mother must look upon home as another Nazareth, a place of prayer, a place of order. It is also a cynical of prayer. But if you ever do get discouraged in your duties, and they are always thankless tasks, aren't they? If you ever get discouraged or you begin having trouble with your children and aren't sure how to deal with it, remember to turn to your mother in heaven. 
She has all the answers. All you've got to do is kneel before her, ask with simplicity and confidence, and listen. She'll give you the answer because she wants, even more than you want it, to see you and your children in heaven. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.